This podcast is part of the Big Heads Media Podcast Network. Go to BigHeadsMedia.com for more great podcasts. Drama City Productions presets. Immersion Rig now online. Welcome nerd. Now generating episode 98. Featuring horror, comics, movies, wrestling. Full immersion begins in three, two, one. Hey, this is Christian. Hey, this is Damon. This is the Amazing Nerd Show. So this week, we've had some technical difficulties, if you will. Right before we started recording this episode, Christian's computer decided to update. Yes. Uh, So we went back and forth trying to figure out if we're going to download the program that we use onto my computer, started downloading it, and then Christian's computer stopped updating. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) So now it is almost 2 o'clock in the morning. We usually (laughs) record these episodes pretty late, but this is fucking late. (laughs) We're usually like bitching by now, saying, Mm -hmm. it's late, we're going home. Yes, yes. (laughs) So we're going to kind of fast track things. Yes, lightning rounds. Speed through the news. So bear with us. We apologize. But before we get into the news, support for Amazing Nerd Show comes from Manscaped, who is the best in men's below-the-belt grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. That's right. Jingle balls to the walls, fellas. Listen up. Untrimmed pubes are a thing of the past. It's time to gear up and get yourself the gift of shaving this holiday season. I'm talking about the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. Christian, you get older, you start looking like a Wookiee down there, let me tell you. This past birthday, my wife got this for me, and you know what? It changed our lives, if you know what I mean. Well, that's why this revolutionary company, Manscaped, has redesigned the electric trimmer. Their lawnmower 2.0 has proprietary advanced skin-safe technology, so this trimmer won't nick or snag your nuts. It's also waterproof, so you can use it in the shower. The Lawnmower 2.0 comes inside their Perfect Package 2.0, which makes for the perfect gift this holiday season. It's literally everything you need to keep trimmed, cut free, and smelling nice down there. Hey, and don't use the same trimmer on your face that you're using on your balls, you nasty bastards. The Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0 also includes a crop preserver, an anti-chafing ball deodorant, and a moisturizer. You already put deodorant on your armpits, so why wouldn't you put deodorant on the smelliest part of your body? And yes, fellas, your balls stink. Well, speaking of sweaty and stinky balls, I am thankful for their Crop Reviver. This product, along with the Crop Preserver, keeps your balls from sweating, smelling, and sticking. And these products smell good. Their manly scent is attractive and will help set the mood, if you know what I mean. The perfect package will also come with a pair of Manscaped boxer briefs. They'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day. It's time to upgrade those overused pair of boxers to Manscaped's high-performance anti-chafing boxer briefs. Tis the season of Manscaped, so get yourself, your dad, your brother, and friends the best gift of all, the Manscaped Perfect Package 2.0. That's right, get 20% off plus free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. 
You heard the man right. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BIGHEADS at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com. Use that code BIGHEADS. Clean up your nuts and make Santa proud this year. <laughs> Every week we collect the biggest headlines and rumors in nerdum. We are not mild-mannered reporters. We are mere podcasters with opinions. All right, let's get into the news. Todd Phillips refutes and corrects Joker 2 reports. Now, it's been going crazy this week. Um, THR, the Hollywood Report, released this information that there's going to be a Joker 2 coming. And then immediately... uh, Like it was a done deal. (laughs) Like it was a done deal. I mean, it seems obvious that it would be a done deal. They made a billion (laughs) dollars. I guess. I mean, no one was surprised by the report. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it like spread it like wildfire. Because like within like 15 minutes, I think there was multiple sites reporting Mm -hmm. this news. Um, And we even got like, there was like another like tidbit saying that he was possibly producing like a whole like DC villain line with like origin stories um, for each character, which we kind of heard about. Uh, when Joker was first released. Yes. So, but yeah, no, Todd Phillips actually came out himself and said, no, this isn't happening. Um, you know, he's on tour right now for the movie, you know, doing press with like Warner Brother executives. And they've, you know, briefly talked about it, it sounds like. It's something that they've discussed, but there are no contracts on the table or anything like that. So, I mean, it's gonna happen, it feels like. I, I don't know how I feel about that, but, I mean, the movie made a billion dollars, and this is Warner Brothers. So, um, it's inevitable. It's gonna happen. So, um, what would your thoughts be on a Joker 2? I mean, I'd be interested, like I said at the end of um, our review, actually, I said I'd be interested to see where this Joker goes from here. Um, but I, I do appreciate, you know, what we've seen from Ty Phillips saying, like, oh, I kind of want to keep the integrity of this character. You know, it's not just going to be like, another blockbuster hit it's going to be you know something that focuses on the character uh focuses on you know keeping that same feel as the first film i hope that's the most important you know for me it's got to be organic like Mm -hmm. i feel like it needs to be a story that he already has in mind or something that just you know just hits that right note with him where he's like okay i need to tell this story and same with joaquin phoenix like i and i can't foresee phoenix coming back unless it's that type of story so um you know when they started doing the report and it started to spread everywhere you know they only mentioned todd phillips i was like well what about joaquin phoenix because it just doesn't feel like he's in it for the money so and i feel like i see different reports every week about joaquin phoenix you know either wanting a sequel or not wanting a sequel yeah so i don't know i'm curious where they would go um, I don't know if I want to see this Joker like facing off with like Batman. Mm-hmm. So um, I don't know. I don't know. I'm kind of fine with it just being a kind of standalone movie. I don't know if I need a Joker sequel. Now, that being said, I'll be there in the theater if it happens, but I'm okay otherwise. Like, it, it, you know, this could be a one and done. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I'd be, I'd be curious to see him, like, tackle, like, a character like Mr. Freeze or something like that. Absolutely. If there are going to do more, like, villain origin stories, I think that would, that could have potential to, you know, be pretty awesome. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I like, you know, this being kind of a done deal and having a nice little bow on it. I mean, it would make this film more special if it would just be a standalone rather than continuing on. 
But I feel like, do you think this is just going to be put to the wayside if, like, like let's say Wonder Woman comes out next next year? Mm-hmm. You know, um, are, are the execs just going to be like, well, we had this great radar film, but I feel like Wonder Woman 2 is going to explode, mm-hmm. especially after how well this did. You know, not only was the first Wonder Woman very well received, this one, after it now has, DC finally has some fucking goodwill behind it. Yeah. You know. I feel like Wonder Woman will explode and they'll finally get back on track with that kind of those kind of films and characters that they're going forward with. So you're saying that, you know, they'll feel a little more yeah, confident. This, and- this might be like a little bit more like flavor of the month right now. It's like this film did super well. Of course, you know, they're, they're going to want a sequel and all that stuff. But characters like Wonder Woman and stuff for them will be way more marketable, way more. They can sell it to teens. So bread and butter. Exactly. Yeah. Though I, I agree to a certain extent. Um, I could definitely see though like award season, you know, picking up and if, you know, the Joker takes home a lot of trophies, them wanting to like, you know, mm-hmm. revisit it in some way or fashion. But also with Batman, you know, the Batman movie coming out. If that movie does really well, I could see them wanting just to focus on that like universe. Yes. So it definitely sounds like it's gonna be kind of a world building type movie um introducing a lot of different characters and they might not want to muddy the waters with like you know having multiple joker films out there exactly so we'll see though you know money's money money talks <laughs> right all right so let's move on christian what do we got next uh well dwayne the rock johnson announced the release date for his black adam film it's been a while since we've had back-to-back dc film uh, uh stories right it's their time to shine hey Let's go. Uh, <laughs> it's about freaking time. Um, coming December 22nd, 2021. This has been in the works for a while. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone was kind of concerned that maybe it went to the wayside after like the failure of Justice League. Um, and this this was, I think this was even, I think the contract was signed before Justice League. So this was all supposed to be part of that shared, like, you know, DC universe. The DCEU, right? Is that what they were calling it back then? That's what we called it. And then they never... Like, and they were like, like, that's not what we're calling it, but whatever. We but we don't have a name, it. so screw you guys. <laughs> Here's a shitty movie. <laughs> we're going to just self-destruct. Um, <laughs> it was all because of that name. Uh, <laughs> now we know. Did you hear all the Snyder stuff? Yeah. This past weekend, it like went fever pitch. The Snyder cut, people Affleck actually like went on Twitter trying to like. I think he did the whole him of all people too is you well, doesn't make sense. Gal Gadot was out there, but listen, it's a payday for them too. You figure if they do another release and everything like that, they're gonna get royalties on it. So yeah. I get it to a certain extent. At this point, I'm like just fucking release it already you know just get this over with because it's i can't imagine it being like it's not going to be a finished product no so you're going to have a bunch of like you know cut-ins of you know of like storyboards and shit like that or like really bad cgi so i mean it is what it is but i just i don't know man i'm done please it'd be great to have all the actors not in costume just reading off a of script <laughs> <laughs> do you think it'll ever get to the point where they like all like come back and actually like reshoot those scenes no never i don't know man it, it keeps like people are still talking about it to this day and i'm at, <laughs> like i said i'm like just get it over with please let this go you know i mean it, if warner brothers thinks there's money in it you know they're gonna do it though 
So I was surprised because they actually released something. And I thought like, oh, Affleck is, you know, talking about it and tweeting about it. Maybe there's something in the works. Maybe there's an announcement coming. Nope. Warner Brothers came out and was like, no, it's not It's not happening, people. Let, let it go. <laughs> they, they really do need to let it go. Though. Yeah, it's... yeah. Because <laughs> I'm fine with what they're doing here. Like, I like the fact that we're going to get a standalone Black Adam movie here. You know, and hopefully it's kind of in the tone of what they did with the Joker film, where it's kind of its own thing. I hope it's dark as fuck. I doubt it's going to be, because it's The Rock. It's probably going to be PG-13. Mm-hmm. But... I don't know. I don't know. I don't know like how excited I am for this. If it's going to be something that's going to tie in directly with the Shazam movie that we just got. Just tone wise, I feel like it's going to be off at least with the Black Adam that I want to see on the screen. But, you know, who gives a shit what I want? So <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I keep trying to think like how The Rock would act in this film. Because like all I'm picturing is like you know Hobbs or whatever his name is in the fucking Fast Furious mm-hmm. uh, franchise, just wisecracking. You know, yeah. I can't, I can't imagine him being a straight serious Black Adam. Yeah, Black Adam is a really stoic, arrogant yeah. character. So I mean, he could do arrogant well. We know that, but I don't know about the stoic. You know, part of it. I mean, it'll be interesting. You know, so we'll definitely see the Rock's acting chops on display. You know, mm-hmm. in this film, if he does, you know. I mean, it looks like it's a done deal. So um, I just, if it is more in the vein, though, that Shazam film, I could totally see The Rock, you know, doing mm-hmm. this role. So um, I don't know. I guess we'll see. We'll see. I mean, we got some really sweet, like, uh, concept art from Jim Lee, though. I will say that. It's a really, really nice rendition of The Rock, you know, in, like, full Black Adam garbs. So check out our... Uh, Social media to see that over at, at Amazing Nerd Show. Uh, we're on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> plug, plug, Worth plug. Worth the follow. <laughs> Pluggity, plug, plug, plug. All right, Christian, let's talk some horror. So I guess in some Vanity Fair article, um, there was kind of a mention that Universal Pictures is meeting with directors to um, get a new take on Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Um, in the article, they kind of a roundabout way, like announced that James Wan is producing the film. Um, we heard that he was interested in doing like a universal monster film and, you know, they're definitely kind of handing those things out lately. It seems like, (laughs) I mean, we know his buddy, uh, Leigh Winnell is doing, um, Invisible Man. So, uh, but yeah, it looks like Juan is going to be tackling Frankenstein as producer. I think that's a perfect fit for him. Um, you know, and I, he's got an eye for talent. So I feel like, you know, he would definitely be getting the only the best to be working on this film and really helming it. Um, but I'm excited to get a Frankenstein film. You know, I just, who would you cast? I was trying to think of that. Oh, as Frankenstein? Yeah. Not as the monster, of course, but as Frankenstein. Um, I definitely feel like he would have to resist the urge to cast Patrick Wilson as Dr. <laughs> Frankenstein since he's in like every other mm. movie. Not that, that he, he can't pull it off. No, I, really I think he actually be great in that role, <laughs> honestly. Um, but you know what? Doug Jones is the monster. I feel like it's a perfect fit. Like he's, you know, he he's done tons of work with mm-hmm. makeup and everything like that. Um, I even think he's got that kind of build, um, you know, Karloff-esque, if you will. So um, I think he definitely could pull it off. I'd be interested to see what they do with that makeup and everything. Do they go classic? 
um you know or does he just reimagine it completely like do you think they would do an invisible man type of like reimagining modern modernize it i want it to be fucking gothic as all mm-hmm. hell i'd rather have them just stay true i'd prefer if it was like like 18th century or something yeah well what's great about the universal monsters is there's really no time stamp on it it's mm-hmm. kind of in this weird like subworld where you think you're kind of like in like the 18th century but then like i think even for like during like all those monster mash movies there'll be like horse and buggies but then there'll be like a car you know <laughs> <laughs> like in the wolf so it's a weird like um but they could kind of like go with that like timeless type feel um but yeah no i want it i want to be gothic as a fucking hell i want like castles and shit and fucking lynch mobs with torches you know, and pitchforks. Mm-hmm. I mean, give me that old school shit. If so. we do get Wolfman, let's let's throw it in the eighties though. <laughs> <laughs> you want to go eighties with the Wolfman? Yeah. Why? I don't know. Thriller. You know, just <laughs> fine, Christian. <laughs> just because you like Thriller, the Wolfman will take place in the eighties. Yes. Um, all right. So moving on, what else do we got? Well, speaking of James Wan, we have a Saw TV series in development. Yes, and this is kind of on the tail of, you know, Chris Rock's Saw being in production. I Actually, I think they're done shooting. Um, it'll be coming out next year. I need to see a trailer for that. I, I, I want to know what Chris sh- Rock's putting together. You should be getting one soon. <laughs> I mean, it's right around the corner. But yes, so. A TV series now on top of it. Yes, and we that's it. That's where the story ends. Because that's <laughs> all this article says. Um, it, there's a TV series, Saw the TV series is literally the title, in production right now, or pre-production, so. TV's where the money's at, I guess, because all horror is going straight to TV. It's yes, like, we're getting a Chucky, uh, TV series, mm-hmm. I know that. I know right now we have a, a Purge, uh, TV series yes. on USA, I have not caught a lick of it. <laughs> um, but it's weird because you've got that series going, and then you're still getting Purge movies, mm-hmm. so, I guess, you know what? Milk that cash cow, right? <laughs> um, I don't know. Saw feels like it, it could really like lend itself to a TV series, though. Especially if it's kind of like following Jigsaw and trying... Like, maybe you have like a detective like chasing him, you know? And you've got, you know, the kill of the week, basically. You know, or the trap of the week that they have to kind of oh, solve. Oh, I'm totally picturing like Law & Order, but more hardcore. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I like it, right? <laughs> um, I don't know who would air this. Because it's got... I mean, to live up to the Saw label, you know, that franchise, mm. it's it, it, they can't pull any punches. No. So it's got to air on, like, you know, like Netflix or some streaming service where they can get away with more. Maybe Amazon would pick it up? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, God, now, there's plenty of services out there, right? Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so, but that's that's it. That's literally the news. <laughs> the news story is there's going to be a Saw TV series, apparently. So we don't know if it's going to be tying into Chris Rock's Saw or if it's going to kind of do what Chucky's doing where it ties into, like, the original, like, mythology. So, well, I guess we'll find out, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. We heard about, like, a Nightbreed TV mm-hmm. series. Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre? Yeah, man, yeah. Hey, horror's big, so... <laughs> Uh, so RoboCop is returning, apparently, with okay. another reboot. <laughs> it was just rebooted, right? Like, maybe, like, five yeah, years ago? I think it was 2014, Okay, I'm not mistaken, but, um, man, that was not a, not a great retelling. Yeah. It was, it was the PG-13 version of your, like, your favorite gore film, you know? 
Yeah, like, yeah, the first original RoboCop did not pull any punches. No. So, that, Samuel L. Jackson was in it, right? Yes. Okay, yeah, no. I, it looked like the shits from the trailer, so I never saw it. <laughs> Apparently you did. Um, but, yeah, this was interesting because they actually um, announced that Abe Forsyth is going to be directing that. Um, and he recently did the Hulu um, movie uh, Little Monsters, yeah. which, yeah, we weren't necessarily too thrilled with um but yeah so i i guess it's another 80s property that they want to you know keep on milking which isn't a big surprise so it's a great concept and i think they could you know pull something from it mm-hmm. um it, it, i would have loved to see it actually like take place in the 80s though even though the original robocop like didn't take place in the 80s but like have that kind of feel to it like okay. it is like you know I don't know, like has that like 80s nostalgia going for it and just, you know, maybe not take itself too seriously. Because I'm over here thinking like it's a great in between. Like it's not necessarily, I would say, too futuristic, but it's like we're at a point where we could make a RoboCop in a way. Yeah. You know, it's like kind of. Yeah, right. (laughs) Like, I feel like this is a good um, bridge to cyberpunk type of character. Oh, maybe. Yeah. I mean, because the original RoboCop, it was probably like supposed to take place in the future like mm. 1995 you know <laughs> so um so yeah, justin rose actually who did terminator dark fate um is the screenwriter on the project so i mean you were kind of a fan of the movie like it it had its good moments <laughs> and it definitely has that like early 90s action feel so you feel like there's potential there's here. potential I, I don't know if I trust that director and writer combination, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we weren't huge fans of Little Monsters, it's, that's for sure. Yeah. So, um, but hey, man, you never know, right? <laughs> I just, if if done right, I think, you know, we have plenty of great commentary to work on with with a Robot, RoboCop type series. Oh, well, like social yeah, like exactly. commentary? I feel yeah. like this is a great time to, you know, play with that. But it has to be written well. (laughs) I like kind of like the cyberpunk idea. Yeah. So, you know, that's hot right now. So Mm -hmm. it feels like an avenue that they would definitely want to explore. Um, But I'd also wouldn't mind it to be total like nostalgia, cheesy 80s, you know, fun, (laughs) you know, super campy. Um, But I don't know. It's not my movie. So Uh, last but not least, Christian, we have some Star Wars news or rumors, if you will. Yeah, John Favreau could reportedly take larger role in the franchise's future. Yes, yeah, so they're basically, I don't know, speculating that Kathleen Kennedy might not be around after her contract. Um, I don't know what that's based on, but I mean, I know they extended her contract recently because mm. there was talks a couple years ago after Last Jedi that you know, they might be looking to cut ties, but they literally couldn't find anyone else (laughs) who wanted to take the reins of Star Wars at that point. Um, But with the success of The Mandalorian and everything, it, it, once again, this sounds like pure speculation. They feel like Jon Favreau would be a good fit for that role. Now, I feel like that's a bit of a leap, but at the same time, you know, he, he does seem to have a true love for Star Wars, and might have an idea or direction to take it in. I mean, it seems like the franchise as a whole 
is kind of up in the air right now with where they want to go after the you know the, the uh, Skywalker saga. Yeah, and so it's kind of like. You know, Favreau could have a good mindset. I, I totally see him putting together a great film as a director. I'm just not picturing him as, like, the head of Star Wars right now. He is Mr. Disney right now, though, mm-hmm. if you look at that. So I could see Disney definitely, like, trusting him with the keys to the castle. It's just whether or not, as an artist, if he's willing to kind of give up that director's chair. Mm-hmm. You know, because he's still doing other films. Um so, I don't know. I don't. I, and I think if he took on this role, he wouldn't have that capability anymore. So I guess we'll see. You know, yeah, Star Wars is just all, on a scale way bigger than anything you could expect. Don't count out Kathleen Kennedy because I feel like we hear a news report like every yeah. other month <laughs> saying that she's stepping down or they're looking to replace her, but she keeps on kicking. Well, speaking of Star Wars, Christian, it's time for Christian's Corner. Yeah, Damon, I picked up um, Jedi Fallen Order along with all these other games I've been playing. And it's one of those ones I realized I'm really going to have to fucking sit down and pay attention and give a lot into this. Now, this is like, um, you know, it's an EA property. Mm-hmm. Um, EA got the rights to all the Star Wars properties and stuff like that. You know, Battlefront was kind of, you know, touch here and there. Uh, people were worried with um, like microtransactions and stuff. EA is very much one of those companies that wants money. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, most companies are. <laughs> they're not. They're not putting out a game for fun. It, yeah, it, they're trying to make it's, as much. It's not for the art. Yes, exactly. But it seems that developer Respawn really decided to put out a quality Star Wars game. Like I was honestly like you, taken aback. You sound like generally like surprised <laughs> by this. Like even even when I saw the trailers and stuff like that. You know, I was like, this might just be a quick adventure game and stuff like that. Um, and then reviews and reports kept coming out like, this isn't the game that you expect. You know, and more details and everything were coming out until the release. You know, I, I still didn't take it too seriously because I was just basing it off what I saw. It was like, oh, we'll get some cool force powers and we'll run on walls and that's about it. You know, sounds like a good time. Hack and, hack and slash, move on. Uh-huh. Um, but no, they've there's a lot more elements to this. Um, it definitely feels like, um, I think the best way to express, maybe like Metroid Prime meets um, Dark Souls. It's like it has a, a deep enriched uh, combat system. And you know, you're know, you doing a lot more to explore. Like one of the first things that happens after you get past the obvious tutorial planet, you get landed somewhere and it pretty much just says go. You know, it's not, there's not super, not a whole lot of direction. You know where you're trying to get to for the main story, but there's all these areas to explore. Um, you know, you, you have to meet different characters to unlock different elements of yourself. It's, it's very interesting. These are all my early impressions. I haven't finished the game yet. Um, I'm definitely going to have to sit down and put many hours into this, but I've also been playing, you know, Need for Speed and Outer Worlds, Mm -hmm. and I still have to pick up Death Stranding, which is a mess <laughs> right now um so, you know for me like why these games always look tempting to like pick up mm-hmm. is like the storyline um how do you feel about the storyline so far you know um right now i feel parts of it are a little rushed okay i, I will be honest there I, I feel like oh we 
you know, we're immediately caught by the Inquisitors and now we're thrown into the game. Like, the way that they made it sound in the trailers and such was like, oh, you're keeping yourself a secret and you're, you know, you're being hidden and a lot more um, reserved where I feel like I'm playing a character who is, like, kind of accepting that he is a Jedi and um, while he has lost memory of his abilities, um, you know, he's still kind of like, it, he's not afraid to be a Jedi. Okay. So far, you know, there might be more elements that I haven't got to just yet. Because it kind of felt like it was going to be like almost like a memento-like story, you know, where it was like, you know, a character trying to find himself mm. and discover who he is. That very much is a part of it, but I feel like, you know, it's more to unlock and like build yourself as a character rather than um, more than necessarily anchoring the story. Okay. Too much. How are the character designs? Character designs are beautiful so far. Like, I love the Purge Troopers. Mm-hmm. I'll be picking up that figure, like, sooner than later. Uh, Black Series have, you know, they actually, I picked up the uh, Sister Inquisitor um, the other day, which I usually stay away from the video game figures because mm-hmm. I don't play video games much. Um, but I had to get that. Um, and then, like, the Purge Troopers, like, these guys are fucking badass. I, I need to have this to, in my collection. So, um, Oh, she has some pretty badass sequences right off the bat. Really? You know, um, you're escaping, and she jumps onto the front of the ship and starts turning it using the force up. Really? You know, my, my immediate thought when we get introduced to this character was like, you know, she just failed to capture a Jedi. And I know from reading the Vader books, Vader would just kill you. What happens when <laughs> these Inquisitors fail? Exactly. Yeah. Like, um, so in Rebels, that wasn't always the case, though. Like, you had... I think there was three Inquisitors they had in Rebels. Mm-hmm. So Vader was a little more forgiving because, I mean, pretty much every episode they failed to capture a Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> um, so. I just think the comics laid it out more as the Emperor was using the Inquisitors as an enemy for Vader. For Vader, yeah. yeah. Vader. He was totally manipulating him. Exactly. I remember that. Um, yeah, I just love the concept of Inquisitors. Mm-hmm. So I think that's so great, and I, it just adds so much to like the lore and everything like that. Especially like through the like Jedi hunt years. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, no. I so you, you're enjoying the game so far. Yeah, I am interested to see where we go because the main storyline seems to be rebuilding the Jedi Order, and this is way before you know Luke. So, yeah. uh, any surprises? Um. Nothing, I haven't reached anything big just yet. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, but it is expanding on the idea of where the Jedi have been, okay. you know, during this time period, so. Yeah, that's, uh, hey man, there's a lot of meat on the bone, mm. so. I, I, I love me some canon, you know, so <laughs> I'm that's, excited for that. That's what I love is the fact that they are in canon, mm-hmm. so it just adds to that, like, mythology, so. All right, Matt, so let's move on. So speaking of Star Wars, this is definitely a Star Wars-heavy episode because let's talk some Mandalorian. Is the world more peaceful since the revolution? It is a shame that your people suffered. hunting is a complicated profession. A lone gunfighter makes his way through the outer reaches of the galaxy, 
far from the authority of the New Republic. All right, so we got two episodes in the can. Um, what are your initial thoughts? Um, I think you were right with your early predictions saying that this is going to be like a classic Western because that's totally what I get from the first episode alone. Um, I think uh, Dave Filoni did a fantastic job at putting together this first episode. I was very surprised that the first episode was like an hour long and then the second episode was 30 minutes. But at the same time, I didn't feel any loss of quality or like anything was rushed. They just told the stories that they wanted to tell at the mm-hmm. time um i think it's too like the way that they're like titling is like chapter one chapter mm-hmm. two is smart because i mean like any book chapters could be shorter it could be longer so it kind of gives them some wiggle room to play with time wise um i would say the only issues i've had is that every once in a while there's like um when they use cg it kind of feels out of place and i don't know if it's just like too many years of video games but it feels like i'm looking at a video game rather than you know like how rich and detailed the um, practical effects they use are. Mm. It's almost like out of place at some points, especially in the first episode. The second episode, I didn't notice it as much. Oh, with the creature that he's... Are you talking about with the creature he's riding in the first episode? The creature he's riding, some of the um, ships going on in the background, really? stuff like that. I think the only time I had an issue was with the creature. I can't think of the creature's name right now mm. um, that he's that he's riding. Um, yeah, no, I, I really enjoyed the first two episodes. So I'm really stoked to see where like the story takes us. It it was surprising because not only was it a western, but it felt like almost like this you know um, lone wolf and cub. Like it totally has a strong like lone wolf and cub like vibe. So it's got like this like samurai aspect. We don't know what the Mandalorian's about. I love that there's lots of mystery going on. Um, I like the world building that they're doing, getting to know like the inner workings of like how like the whole bounty hunter system works, like seeing just little aspects mm-hmm. of that. The fact that there's actually like a guild, um, you know, and the fact that we're actually like living with this character also. Um, it's really quiet, but that makes it almost feel more Western, you know, because a lot of those movies had like those quiet moments mm-hmm. where it's just, you know, that like lone gunslinger, like, you know, staring off into the distance. And I feel like we're getting that type type of vibe with Mandalorian, um, we're getting to live with him and get to know him, um, even though there's a strong mystery, like exactly who he is. Um, you know, the, just the fact, like you know, we're seeing little things, like you know, him getting his ass kicked by a bunch of Jawas, and you know, <laughs> you know, him like you know rising up to face them again, and just it's it, it's such a fun premise. Like I didn't know I wanted to see this much Jawa ever in my <laughs> life, and like. <laughs> You know, and, like, it was a, a pure joy to, like, in that second episode, to hang out and, like, you mm. know, have this much interaction with this. should be in the cockpit. Yes. The... I was like, this is awesome. Like, mm. I never knew I wanted this. And I totally, like, give me more <laughs> Jawas now. So just a really fun, you know, premise for a show. And just the fact that... It's not only, you know, kind of a Western, which it's it's totally like a strong, like, you know, spaghetti Western um, story going on right now. But it also has a little bit of like of a samurai story. You know, it's it's totally lone wolf and cub. Like, that's totally what they're going for here. 
um, you know, which I just dig. So I, I hope that we it continues on this path. Um, the fight sequences have been fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, I love the character that Nick Nolte's voicing, which I, I can't think of its name right now, but he has spoken. Yes, he <laughs> has spoken, and just great practical effects, and maybe. The fa- do you think it's like the use of the practical effects then with like the CGI um, on top of that's kind of that contrast that's throwing you off? I think so. I, I feel like there actually is a color contrast with their CGI. Really? I, I, it's just little details here and there. Okay. Okay. You know, it's gotta... not kill- like the second episode was near flawless compared to the first one for me. Okay. Yeah. Because I was going to, I didn't really like once he wasn't on the, but once he wasn't on that creature mm. writing it, like I didn't like have any other issues with it um like ig11 i believe um his cgi was perfect yeah no right mm-hmm. and I, I i even though i was kind of thrown back with like how like quickly he disappears and spoilers obviously um you know how quickly it seems like he's out of the show now mm-hmm. um you know i loved that whole like interaction between like him and um the mandalorian like how he kept on wanting to Mm self-destruct in the middle of the battle and everything um i hope he runs into more like ig like yes i'm I'm like well there's the possibility that he'll just keep running into them while he's on bounties or something i was a little disappointed but it was a Mm. nice little surprise um you know and speaking of little surprises how do you feel about baby yoda i'm fine with it (laughs) so i gotta say like I'm not a fan of, like, the softer side Mm. of Star Wars, you know? Like, I've never been, like, big into Ewoks. Even when I was a kid and, like, I saw Return of the Jedi in the theater, I was not a fan of Ewoks, you know? They just felt, like, babyish to me, like, at that time. I remember, like, like clearly telling my mom I didn't want any kind of, like, Ewok toys. Um, I think she wanted to, like, get me, like, a little, like, plushie or something like that at the store. I was like, no, that's for babies, Mom. Um, <laughs> but, man, I'm a sucker for Baby Yoda. I gotta tell you. <laughs> I am a sucker for Baby Yoda. I'm, like, looking at pictures of Baby Yoda on my phone, you know, my timeline. I'm just, and I keep on scrolling and looking looking for more pictures of Baby Yoda. Um, I, I think I'm just more interested in the concepts uh-huh. of being a being right at the, during this time period that's that powerful just out there. Yeah, that's all great. But man, it's cute. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's intriguing because yes. I mean, there are, we only know of two and we don't even have a species name, Yoda like creatures, right? There's mm. Yoda and Yaddle, Yaddle, yes. right? From the prequels? Yes. The female Yoda. Yes. Pretty much. Um, yeah. Yoda and drag. Um, but yeah, no, I, that's always, so it is interesting. And it's, it's also cool to see that he's so like force sensitive mm-hmm. at this point. Like it seems like he's actually like honing his powers. So I don't know if this is just the, the whole species is like this. Um, obviously he's a special creature though, even in like that, you know, Star Wars, you know, world, because they're all like hunting for it. And it seems like a lot of bounty hunters are coming after it. You know, IG-11 was sent there. Um, and then in the one scene when he gets jumped, um, in episode two, it seemed like the, the, the alien, I can't think of. That's like Bosk. Yeah, kind Mm -hmm. of, right? Um, has like a bounty, like tracker medallion, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, so it seems like there's, you know, multiple like bounty hunters, like searching for, you know, baby Yoda. Um, It was a great reveal though. 
Yes. Because you know, all, all the information he had was it was a 50-year-old. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So do you think, you know, the guild or, you know, whoever his, his client is who's sending him after uh, Baby Yoda, I mean, do you feel like it's something that they, like, intercepted? Were they originally, like, you know, the ones who started the bounty or did they discover it? Because they do have such little, like, information Hmm. It, it feels like it's borderline not guild okay. work, you know, especially since it's not a chip that he's receiving mm-hmm. with a name and a face and everything. Yeah. This is something very like, it feels off the books. Right. Right. It does. It does. Um, I don't know, man. It, it, it's a really cool story. Mm-hmm. And I like that there's so much mystery going on. Like um, when he goes and he visits the Mandalorian, like, I don't know what, like, even what's it like? Oh, under, like his tribe area? Like yeah. club or something mm-hmm. like that. And he gets like that other the blacksmith piece. blacksmith and everything. Yes. Gets another piece of his armor and like, we'll, we're almost ready to like reveal your insignia. Like, his, yeah. yeah. I was like, well, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> and then did you catch like the Boba Fett? looking character after looking it up afterwards okay. i never noticed it while watching um do you think that was boba fett uh, i don't think it was and there's still a potential for him to be boba fett well that's what i was gonna <laughs> say because that's right when they said you know we have we haven't you know we're not ready to reveal your insignia or whatever they said um to paraphrase but do you, i mean like that made me feel like oh this is boba fett mm. like right then and there <laughs> you know because it feels like that's going to be a big reveal so but because i can't think of any other storyline you know, that they could go with where it'd be as big. Like, it feels like that's what they're teasing, at least. And maybe that's what they want you to think. It's like, it's like Sabine's kid or something. That'd be cool, too. <laughs> Although Sabine is still around. I guess she'd be, yeah, it would make sense year-wise. So, because she would be around at this point. I don't feel like it would be as big of a reveal, though. No. No, end. and I think, I think a lot of fandom wouldn't understand it. You know, right away. Do you think it'd be interesting, like, this is Boba Fett's, like, way of, you know, redeeming himself and everything? Maybe. Because, I mean, he is definitely a warrior with a code. You know, the fact that, you know, he's, like, almost desperate to, like, repay back, like, Nick Nolte's character Mm -hmm. for everything that he's doing for him and everything. And that he's willing to share the bounty and even offers him a job. Um, you know, it, and the way that he refused to let IG-11, you know, kill Baby Yoda, um, it feels like he's got a code. And that, that kind of plays into, like, what we got with, like, Boba Fett later on in all those, like, you know, uh, Star Wars Legends stories. Mm-hmm. You know, eventually he ends up teaming up with, like, Han Solo, you know, later on. So, I don't know. I don't know. I, I, it, it, I don't know, man. I'm really enjoying this. <laughs> I, I, I can't wait for, like, Fridays mm-hmm. to come soon. Actually, the latest episode has dropped already. So, <laughs> unfortunately, it's 3 o'clock in the morning, so I won't be able to stay up to watch it. No, but, you no. know, right when I get back from, you know, work tomorrow, I will definitely be uh, watching it. So, um, I don't know, man. Uh, we're not rating these episodes No, but yet. has it been worth picking up Disney Plus for? Do you think that made the price for you? For The Mandalorian solely? Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, absolutely for what 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 are we paying for disney plus like 5.99 yeah oh yeah i wouldn't pay more <laughs> <laughs> for what eight episodes 10 episodes eight yeah absolutely <laughs> you can cancel any time so why, why not but i i mean i'm loving disney plus as is you hear that agner you could have got more money <laughs> probably <laughs> <laughs> and i'm not the only one uh-huh. <laughs> so um 
Favorite scene so far? Um, definitely the Jawas eating the egg. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just the the both of them just <laughs> shrugging it off and walking away. Yeah, like hey man, <laughs> that's how it is. Um, I'm gonna have to go with. Probably the opening scene to the whole series, you know, them in the cantina and just getting to see his skills on display, you know, the Mandalorian. Um, I think that was probably, you know, and that's all in the trailer and everything like that, but it's such a fucking badass mm. scene. It really just sets the tone for the whole series. Um, but yeah, man, give me more Jawas. Like <laughs> that whole, the whole scene where he's chasing after them and climbing up mm. there. What was the vehicle called? I don't even know. They sold that back in the day. They actually yes. had that fucking thing. <laughs> I, I wanted it. Um, yeah, him climbing up and then those Jawas like popping out of the little fucking portholes and like, you know, n- trying to knock him back and then him getting on the fucking roof of the thing and then mm. all greeting him with the weapon. That was fantastic. <laughs> like I said, give me more Jawas. Because you know that can't be the first time. No, no, <laughs> absolutely not. He's probably dealt with Jawas before and mm. they're nasty little bastards, right? <laughs> All right, man. So, yeah, definitely check out The Mandalorian. I think we'll be talking about it every couple episodes or so, so stay tuned. Yes. On to wrestling. Jack! Oh, no, okay, wait, wait, wait. If this match is happening, you have to make sure that it's not for the AEW title, because we all know how crazy Erico J gets over there when it comes to that idol, Tay. I I don't deserve a title match. What did you just say? I don't deserve a title match. You're damn right you don't deserve a title match. You don't. But what if it was a title match, huh, Scorpio? No. Oh, no, you, oh, you don't want a title match? No. Oh, really? You don't think you can handle Chris Jericho one-on-one for the AEW Championship? Oh, you don't want it? Guess what? You got it! Chris Jericho versus Scorpio Sky next weekend in Chicago for the AEW Championship. It's official. We shook hands. You may not think I have a chance, but maybe I've been waiting 15 plus years for an opportunity just like this. And maybe next week, I'm gonna beat you for the AEW title and turn Le Champion into Le Bitch. Damon hates wrestling. All right, Christian. It is Survivor Series week. Um, here in Chicago. Here in Chicago. Neither of us are going. Nope. <laughs> any of that. Because they're doing NXT TakeOver, mm. SmackDown Live. Are they even calling it SmackDown Live? SmackDown, SmackDown on Fox, yeah. whatever. Um, you know, Survivor Series. And then Raw is also here. And we're not going to one damn minute of AW any of those shows. next Wednesday as well. Yes, and AEW. We got a lot of wrestling in town. So Chicago is the place, goddammit. Um, but, you know, before we talk Survivor Series, what were your thoughts on AEW this week? You know, um, I really enjoyed the show overall. Yeah. Um, the Battle Royal was probably a little weak for me. Um, I like the Battle Royal. Really? You didn't like it? Eh. I don't understand what they're going for. They're, they're trying to win. You know what my problem was with the Battle Royal? Was that it was just like it got down to two people and then it ended. Well, yeah, that's the point. Yeah. So that I, a... I know, but that's that's <laughs> weak. That's a weak finish to me. 
You know, I I would have liked to see them. Okay, they have to like eliminate each other to like I don't know get some kind of like mm-hmm. I don't know like they could pick a stipulation for their match. You know, the the following week or something like that. I guess so. It just feels so anticlimactic to get down to two people and then like the the match just. Stops. I think I would rather instead of it being a diamond ring, maybe a diamond belt. Do you do you think like the ring is going to? Because they haven't even explained this ring thing. Like, is it going to get you something? Like, does it, like, give you the right to face, like, the champion at some point? Like, I don't is, think so. I think it's just going to be a ring, man. That's ridiculous. It's got to <laughs> be. There's got to be more to it. And I definitely think MJF is going to be walking away with it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> uh, 100%. Especially with, like, the kind of storyline that they got Adam Page on right now mm-hmm. with him, like, leaving the Elite. Um, it feels like career-wise, you know, he's on that kind of downward spiral. He's going to hit rock bottom, you know, before anything else, you know, happens for him um, win-wise. So it feels like he's going to always just be about to, like, you know, you know, get on that winning path and then, you know, he'll get mm-hmm. knocked down. So um, it makes sense, you know, for, you know, MJF to, you know, win this match um, with where he's going as a character. Um, but anyway, I really enjoyed the show. Um, I thought it was actually one of their best shows mm-hmm. so far. Just yeah. pacing, good mix between like promos and matches. Um, matches wise, maybe I was like, I'm in love with wrestling right now. Just yeah. watching that show. Yes. Um, <laughs> Phoenix versus Nick Jackson mm-hmm. was fantastic. Um, I loved um, Moxley versus Darby Allen. So I thought this was one of Moxley's best matches since leaving the WWE. Mm-hmm. So um, I, I just love that they really like played on the whole size contrast between the two and everything. Because I didn't, I think this was the first time I realized like just how small Darby <laughs> Allen is. I don't consider Dean Ambrose to be like a big guy, but like next to like Darby Allen, he looked like a fucking giant. Mm-hmm. And I think it was fun for him to play off that, like that you know, uh, crossbody that he just no sold was fantastic. And then the fucking dirty deeds that he hits off the ropes. Insane. Yes. But I loved everything that Darby Allen did. Like, I felt like even in losing, this still helped make his character and everything. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, the whole, like, I, I don't know what concert he was at, but, like, this whole opening with the body bag and everything like that it was a little long, but I still really enjoyed it. Um, I just don't like it when they introduce the body bag in the match because it just doesn't make any sense at all but you know <laughs> whatever so yeah no a and w had a great show um you know on the other channel we had uh nxt um which was probably the best invasion show that they've had since smackdown that initial smackdown mm-hmm. invasion um this was the invasion kind of done right i thought where you know the characters still got to be the characters but like it was just you know, surprise after surprise. I mean, they had to unleash literally the entire roster on NXT, but they didn't bury NXT, which I felt like recently has kind of been happening. So I was I was really happy to see that, that they were able to stand, like those guys stand toe-to-toe with the main roster wrestlers and everything like that. So they had some great moments in there and everything like that. Um, the Becky Lynch moment, like, stands out to me. I love the Matt Riddle and Ricochet uh, match, even though it was like five minutes long. Um, I thought that was really well done. Uh, but yeah, no, just it was fun, fast moving um, and surprise after surprise, which is what you want, like mm-hmm. an invasion kind of like storyline. 
So, um, cause yeah, they've really gone off track on like Raw and SmackDown <laughs> lately with it. So, I mean, it, it felt like they're borderline kind of burying NXT there. They were taking a lot of losses. So, um, but yeah, it, my concern is, you know, and we'll talk about more when we talk about Survivor Series. I feel like we've kind of forgotten about like NXT TakeOver. You know, it feels like an afterthought. And even on this show, it was kind of an afterthought. Even like after they promoted uh, War Games, they immediately did an angle for Survivor Series. And I felt like that little like, you know, promo they did for War Games was the only time they even really talked about mm-hmm. War Games, which is unfortunate. So, um, but yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I think maybe this was kind of a desperation move and they kind of booked themselves into a corner. Like, okay, well, we want these guys to be part of Survivor Series. You know, the card needs them to be part of it. But we also have this, you know, NXT TakeOver show to like book at the same time. So um, they haven't even announced the NXT like teams for Survivor Series at this point. I don't know if it's just, you know, they're thinking storyline-wise, they want those, like, you know, matches to take place on, you know, on TakeOver first before they go ahead and make that announcement. So it's more of a surprise, I guess. Or they're just lazy and they don't know what the fuck they're going to (laughs) do. I feel like they're just going to daisy-chain pick who they think is, like, the best competitors. I guess. And I think you're going to get kind of like, you know, weird bedfellows, you know, where mm-hmm. you're gonna be like, okay, well, that's, but that's maybe what they're thinking is going to be part of the fun. I don't know. You know, it just feels lazy to me. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to lie. So, um, all right. So speaking of Survivor Series, let's go through the card. And this is all subject to change depending on what happens on Friday. Yes, it is WWE <laughs> in 2019. And that seems to be kind of the theme lately. Um, all right, so first up, we have Adam Cole versus whoever wins the NXT TakeOver War Games Triple Threat match. And that could be anyone from Pete Dunne, Killian Dane, or Damian Priest. Now, that match feels kind of thrown together. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, they've had like a little bit of feud going. Actually, Dunne's been feuding with both of them a little here and there. Um, the Archer of Infamy, if you will. <laughs> Well, Pete Dunne, like, poked... Hold on, I fucking hate that so much. (laughs) I hate his little fucking bow and arrow move, Mm. you know, towards the screen. It drives me nuts. And I just can't get behind Damian Priest because that. And it seems like he's a great worker, but I cannot deal with him right now. Um, Killian Dane, on the other hand, I really enjoy watching Russell because he's just a fucking brute. Mm. So, uh, but anyway... uh, it seems weird that this is for like number one contendership though like it doesn't feel like Killian Dane and Damian Priest have really earned that Mm -hmm. so but whatever and it's weird that this match would take place on Survivor Series so since the only like NXT versus NXT like you know brand only match but whatever you know I I mean it's it's a light card so maybe that's why (laughs) But, um, and I'm, it, it tells me, unfortunately, that Adam Cole's not going to be part of that Survivor Series yeah. team, which is ridiculous to me. So, um, who do you have, at least, facing Adam Cole? Um, I feel like they'll want to swerve you and put, like, Damian Priest in there. Yeah, I really hope it's Pete Dunne, though. If they're smart, they'd go with Pete Dunne. Yeah. It's going to be a Chicago crowd. They're going to be super hot. They they're a smart crowd too, so they know who both these wrestlers are. 
So where you know if you're in like Bufu nowhere, you'd run that risk of you know a dead crowd just because they wouldn't know the NXT mm-hmm. product. Um, but you put Pete Dunne and Adam Cole in a match together on Survivor Series in Chicago, they'll tear down the house. So I'm hoping they go that route. But I, you're right, I could totally see them doing a swerve too. I don't know. Has Pete Dunne? I just I don't picture all three of these guys having a title match right now. Pete Dunne's done enough to earn a title match, I feel mm. like. You know? So, I mean, he was the yeah. UK champion for, what, like two years or something <laughs> ridiculous? And I loved him as the UK champion. Yeah. I'd love to see him go up against Adam Cole. I just, I don't know right now with him. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I, I, I hope that it's been mm. done. So, that's wishful thinking. So, um, whoever it is, they're losing to Adam Cole. Yes. Yeah. So. <laughs> we can both agree on that. Yeah, we are making our predictions. Um and we'll try not to forget who we picked, you know, for bragging <laughs> rights, but we usually do. So all right, up next we've got the fiend, Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan. Um, and this is a little bit of like a hot shot angle. Um Bray attacked Daniel Bryan out of nowhere a couple weeks ago on SmackDown. And, you know, he came out and issued this challenge. Um, I don't know where we're going. Daniel Bryan's kind of in this, like, in-between stage Mm -hmm. um, right now as a character where you're not quite sure. He's not the Yes Movement Daniel Bryan, but he's not, you know, the eco-Nazi Daniel Bryan either. So, um, I don't know. It's interesting. So, we'll see if this, like, sways Daniel Bryan one way or the other. Um, the Fiend's motives, apparently, is because he still remembers when Daniel Bryan was part of the Wyatt family for like a week or two. So, um, I don't know. It seems a bit of a stretch mm. because I believe Bryan, or no, Wyatt won that match afterwards, I believe. So, I don't know. It's bizarre, but whatever. It's a weird um, angle right now. It is. And I just can't imagine the Fiend not winning this match. No, he's totally winning this match. Um you know, unless they want to get the title off him quickly for some reason. Um, I don't know how... I, I just... I hope they turn off the red light. It's hard for me to get excited for Bri- for uh, Wyatt right now with that goddamn light on. It really is. You know, I feel like they could have a great match. Yeah. Um, also, I can't... Just because he seemed bulletproof almost, I. it's hard for me to see anyone as a threat to Wyatt right now, except for, like, Lesnar. I mean, I'm already picturing Daniel Bryan just doing the constant running knee over and over and over and mm-hmm. over and over, and just, he keeps standing there. Yeah, it's, it, I don't know. They kind of booked themselves in a corner, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> With this character, so, um, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm gonna say Wyatt definitely picks up the win here, and, you know, carries on as the champ. I still love the character. No, I agree. I agree. It's just you can't make him fucking bulletproof. You can't mm-hmm. make him this like in like impossible force to deal with. I mean, we watch Seth like literally take a sledgehammer, you know, and beat him, you know, to death with it and him still being able to like end the show with the mandible claw on, you know, Seth. So it's it's kind of hard to take anyone seriously. So they're going to have to kind of like rebook him mm-hmm. and give him some kind of like faults and make him feel like, you know, vulnerable. Um, but, you know, I don't know. I don't know. Because even The Undertaker, you know, had his weaknesses. So. Um, all right. So let's move on. What do we have next, Christian? Uh, AJ Styles versus Shinsuke Nakamura versus Roderick Strong for brand supremacy. Whatever. 
<laughs> this is my problem with the Survivor Series this this year. It's like there's nothing at stake mm-hmm. whatsoever. I don't like the whole brand versus brand concept. I hate the champions versus champion concept. You know, I, back in the day with like the old school Survivor Series like match, you know, like the, the, the elimination mm-hmm. matches. Yeah, there wasn't like tons at stake, but like they had feuds backing the story. So it was different. Like it carried on like the individual storylines where this is just kind of like thrown together. Yeah. And it's just, you know, because, you know, we need it's called Survivor Series and we need a gimmick for this. Um, like it would make more sense if there was something at stakes where like, you know, I don't know. I don't even know where you'd go, like at least a trophy or something, you know, or, you know, maybe they get some kind of like, you know, WrestleMania clause or like the winning team can get like a title shot if they're choosing something, you know, but like brands like I don't even know who's on what brand right now. <laughs> so besides like, like the NXT guys. Mm-hmm. So I don't I don't really give a shit. I mean, this is going to be a phenomenal match, though. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> I'm excited for this match. Um, you know, so I, I feel like this definitely has potential to steal the show. But yeah, brand supremacy. It's just cool matches to have cool matches. Yeah, I don't know. I man. have to like just ignore that there's no story. I guess. I guess. It's unfortunate, though. Mm-hmm. So, all right. Who do you got winning here? Um, my, my heart says to say Nakamura. But my my brain says AJ Styles is definitely going over. I'm gonna say Styles too, you, even if it's with help of the club or something. Yeah. Oh, I'm fine with that. Mm-hmm. You know, I hope it's with help from the club. Honestly, so it's <laughs> a heel. Goddamn it. So, um, if you're not cheating, you're not trying, Christian. So yeah, no, I'm gonna say Styles too. Um, but yeah, no, I, I would love to see Nakamura pick up a big win though. Mm-hmm. So I just I feel like Roderick Strong is taking the pinfall here. Yeah. Um, which is unfortunate, but really, I could see Nakamura taking the pinfall. I think strong. I think he's going to be like the one NXT loss. Mm. So I feel like Triple H is going to protect most of everyone, but I feel like Roderick Strong is the you so know Strong's like, the weak link. Huh? I think strong. Well, I th- yeah, nice. I see what you did there. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> yes, uh, we have Team Raw, which is Seth Rollins, Drew McIntyre, Kevin Owens, Randy Orton, and Ricochet going up against. Team SmackDown, which is Roman Reigns, Mustafa Ali, Braun Strowman, King Corbin, and Shorty G against Team NXT, which is to be announced. That SmackDown team seems really weak to me. Really? It's Roman Reigns, Mustafa Ali, Braun Strowman, and King Corbin, and Shorty G. (laughs) Emphasis on the Shorty. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Like, compared to, like, the Raw team... Like Rollins, McIntyre, Randy Orton, and Kevin Owens. I mean, and Ricochet. That feels really weak to me. I don't know, man. You you put... The names are... You're saying Roman Reigns, Braun Strowman, and King Corbin together. Vince's, like, favorites. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know, man. On one team. I still don't buy Corbin. So I, I don't really count him as, like, upper echelon. So it really yeah, feels like Roman Reigns. shit. It feels like Roman and Braun and friends. Like, that's what it feels like to me. But whatever. Um, and then we don't... We have no idea who's on the NXT team. No. You know? So it's a little weird. It's hard to really predict these things without, like, having a full card. They did this to us last... Like, I think it was Hell in the Cell? 
Uh, yeah, they barely had a card ready. Where it was like literally itself. two matches, mm-hmm. like the Friday before. The blanks. Man, I, what the hell's going on? Um, they just don't like preview shows. <laughs> I, don't get it. I really don't get it. Um, all right. Well, well, if you had to choose between Team Raw and Team SmackDown, who would you pick? And I feel like I already know your answer. Yes, obviously, after my little uh, diatribe, I'm going to say definitely Raw. Um, but actually, I'll pump the brakes here. I feel like there's going to be a betrayal here. They kind of set up with, like, they planted seeds with mm-hmm. Seth Rollins and then Kevin Owens this week with Triple H making an offer. I think someone is going to actually turn. Uh,. With the way they had Seth Rollins show up on NXT, I feel like that was kind of smoke and mirrors. I'm going to go on a limb here, and I'm going to say Seth Rollins actually turns on Team Raw. I'm going to say Owens. I'm going to say it's Rollins because Owens was healed just literally two months ago. That Um, means nothing. I know. Nowadays it doesn't. (laughs) You're right. Nowadays, unfortunately, story-wise, with WWE, it doesn't mean anything. But I feel like this would be a great way to turn Rollins heel with the way you know his character's been I mean it, it, it's it's time you know to turn him heel I feel like you could turn him heel this is a good way to like turn him into a monster heel by betraying his team we've seen it before with Survivor Series um, and now you can go ahead and have a heel Rollins I don't know if he you know ends up I don't think he'll end up on NXT or anything like that but I think you're going to have a heel Rollins and maybe a baby face Kevin Owens. David, fighting. your your logic is strong, and that's why I'm telling you you're completely <laughs> wrong. <laughs> I just can't deal with them turning Owens again, you know, because then you're big showing them. They keep that's they three keep Rollins turns. a face, and they turn Owens. Fans are going to shit all over that. I hope I hope you're wrong. I mean, you're probably right. <laughs> I hope I'm right here, because um, the fans are just... They and keep... I also think Team SmackDown's going to win, because it's it's SmackDown, they're putting over Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman and Corbin, and for God's sake, Shorty G's got to gotta be the big guy. I think, you know what? Oh, wait, who do you think is Soul Survivor? I don't know who's on NXT. I know, between <laughs> these two teams. I don't know, man. I, I'm not going to predict just two teams, Christian. <laughs> This man, I fucking hate WWE. Um, <laughs> so I'm, I think NXT could win this. I, I really do. I think this is going to be the cookie that they give NXT. I think the they want yes, they want to build up NXT. Um, you know, especially with the Wednesday Night Wars right now. Um, I feel like this is a, a big. This would be a big win for NXT. So on the product. So I feel like this could be the match that they win. They take home this match. I'm going to be real pissed off when it's only two guys in the ring. Okay. Oh, yeah. Right. How ridiculous is that? It's a Survivor Series triple threat with only two guys in the ring. <laughs> I just realized that. I'm sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Let's go on to the next one. Well, we have, okay. Who do, who? I'm, I'm saying SmackDown. Even with whoever NXT has. Okay. You got SmackDown. I'm going to say NXT, and I'm going to say uh, Ciampa is the sole survivor. That would be pretty badass. I'm going to say Shorty G. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think he lasts, though. Oh, yeah. He's I think last. he gets down to like the last like two or three. But yeah, no, it, it's not Shorty G. Sure. I think Strowman's going to be your like your surprise, you know, immediate 
I could see that. No, I think they're going to give a cookie to Strowman after having to lose to Tyson Fury. So I feel like they're going to, they're trying to build him up again. Nothing to them. They're going to want to build up Strowman. He has to save some face. Even the way that they're fucking showing you, though, like they they go back and they show you a recap of the match. They try to make him look as strong as possible. So I feel like they realize they've done like character damage to him at this point. So he's going to (laughs) look like a monster again. All right. So, um, all right. So let's move on. What do we got? We got Team Raw, which is Charlotte Flair, Natalia, Asuka, Kyrie Sane, and Sarah Logan. Okay. Versus Team SmackDown, which is Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross versus Team NXT, which is... You know, to be announced. To be announced. Jesus Christ. Um, Which is most likely going to be Shayna Baszler. Um, no, Shayna Baszler's in the triple threat match. Oh, that's right. Rhea's definitely a part of it. You There's think no so? Way that she isn't. I don't know, man. I don't know what the fuck they're doing. Honestly. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm gonna say Team Raw wins this one. I mean, look how badass Team Raw is. Mm-hmm. Sarah Logan aside, <laughs> I mean, you got Charlotte Flair and Asuka on the same team. Uh, Kari Sane and Natalia, and then they're going against fucking Sasha Banks, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and Nikki Cross. There's no way Raw's losing that. No. Depending on who's on that NXT team. Unless they're putting over Lacey Evans. Like they have been. <laughs> they, she's been kind of off camera since the whole Saudi you okay. know, match. So she hasn't really... She just got like named to this team randomly, but they didn't even do anything to build that up. So, um, And I feel like they're trying to, in a weird way, build up Asuka to face um, Becky. So I, I feel like this is going to be, you know one of those vehicles to get her over big so because becky needs someone to face after this um but yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna go team raw here it's interesting that they have charlotte fair natalia and oscar and Kyrie say on the same team you think there'll be any you know shaky relationship i'm sure there will be they'll it'll at least be teased <laughs> but it's all about the brand right now yeah so. sure all right, so go ahead. What's next, Christian? Hey, our brand supremacy triple threat tag team match between Viking Raiders, um, New Day, and the Undisputed Era. Man, I like the New Day a lot, but I would have much rather had the Revival in that role. So I was really disappointed when the New Day, you know, captured those titles again. Um, especially after seeing the Revival versus um, Undisputed Era on NXT this week. I was, mm-hmm. Give me more of that. So, but anyway, um, it's going to be a great match. Uh, I've got the Viking Raiders here. Um, just because of their proficiency in cheating, I'm going to say Undisputed Era. Really? I could definitely see where they want to give Kofi a win, though. But, okay. I like I like Undisputed Era winning. That'd mm. be fantastic. Um, I don't think they care about Kofi. <laughs> whatsoever no apparently not right apparently not i still hope we get like some fucking like heel turn from kofi he just takes out Big E or something <laughs> you know i think that'd be awesome we're not gonna get it you know he's just gonna keep on fucking smiling and throwing pancakes for some reason and we're just supposed to all forget about his fucking title reign it was all a dream christian all a dream I told at you. this point told you. oh <laughs> god all right, what do we got next? Uh, Becky Lynch versus Bailey versus Baszler. I think this is probably the match I'm looking most forward to. Yes. 
Honestly. And I feel like it will steal the night in general. All right. Uh, who are you picking? <sighs> it would be interesting to see Bailey win this. I would I would really enjoy just really enjoy Bailey winning it. Um, I definitely think Shayna Baszler is the favorite. I think she's the favorite, um, but I don't I don't think they're gonna take her from NXT anytime soon. Because mm-hmm. I feel like if she wins this match, it's going to lead to a feud between her and Becky. Um, so I'm gonna say Bailey picks up the win here because they're gonna try to keep on pushing this like new like heel persona for mm. her and she's been kind of like the forgotten like you know um a... she's been kind of like the forgotten component in this whole mm-hmm. you know dynamic you know between the women so i i really feel like this is bailey's time to shine so she'll kind of like you know it'll, it'll be all about you know Becky and Shayna in the match and then Bailey will like sneak one out or something like that to get that heat. So um, it's going to be a phenomenal match. though. Yes. I'm really excited for it. Um, but yeah, that that's definitely you know the match I'm most looking forward to in the night. Um, but last but not least, yeah, we're going no holds barred with Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio. I think this has potential to be a fun match. I really do. Um, you think it's going to last like, like a two minute. minutes. Yeah. I'm going to say it's going to last longer. I think you're going to have lots of interference. Um, I feel like they're not going to have that, you know, that, that street fight stipulation is there for a reason to make it a little more, you know, realistic why Ray could last so long against Brock. Um, you know, I think Ray's going to have steel pipes and chairs and everything, um, at his disposal to help him out. I think you're going to have like even Dominic, like, you know, interfere at one point or, uh, Kane Vasquez, you know, like come out. So, um, you know, Brock's walking away, you know, still champ, but I think Ray's going to put on a really good fight here. So I, I'm, I'm. I'm looking forward to this match. I'm hoping you're cautiously, right. <laughs> cautiously <laughs> looking forward to this match. I can still so easily see them like all, like trying to attack him. You know, you probably run Kane Velasquez still having like an injury or something, so he's not full powered, so he can't just beat him down so easily. Mm-hmm. Um, you have him beat up the Sun real fast, and you have him beat up Ray. You're still. You think this is all? He's going to beat up all three of them in two minutes? Maybe five. Okay. I'll give him. I'll give him. You'll give him five. All right. I'm gonna say it's gonna go ten. I'm gonna say it's ten gonna be ten minutes. So. I, I'm gonna stick with the five. Okay. I think you're gonna see a stupid high spot from Ray. <laughs> I think he's gonna jump off something. Here. <laughs> Get yeah. on top of the tight. But Lester's not gonna sell it. He's gonna fucking just bounce off of. Well, he's gonna catch him. Yeah. And throw <laughs> him. At five him through something ridiculous. So. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm. And you know what? I think this is actually gonna start the show. Hmm. I think this is the way they start the. Card. If it starts the show, it's definitely Brock Lesnar beating him in two he's minutes. Gonna, I don't think it's gonna be two minutes though. You can have a hot match start the show, man. Yeah, you can. <laughs> so I think they're not gonna. Not Brock Lesnar. No. <laughs> no, I think it's gonna be longer than two minutes. Right. You'll see. You'll All see. Right. I'm gonna be right here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So that's Survivor Series, I guess. I it's. I feel like it's going to be a sleeper card. Like, all the matches on here look like they have potential. It'll be awesome. Well, I think the pay-per-view is going to be great. I mm. just think there's storylines and everything is shit. No, there are no storylines. Exactly. 
So, I mean, if we're just looking match quality-wise, though, I, I definitely feel like this is going to be a good show. The sad Hopefully. Thing. There's a lot of eliminations that they have to go through in those yes. Survivor Series matches where I feel like they're going to be really quick. That's where I really get worried is when you have, like, a three-team elimination match. But the rest of the matches, I, I, I'm really looking forward to. I, I really feel like those elimination matches are probably the weakest part of the card. Yeah. You know? I mean, you might have some really cool moments in there, but, I mean, yeah. Definitely the weakest part of the card. They're just going to be cluster fucks. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> it's a lot of people like standing on the apron. It's going to uh-huh. be weird. It's going to be weird. <laughs> so, All right, Christian. It's 3.30 in the morning. We're done. Um, you know, Hopefully next week we'll have a little more energy. It'll be a little earlier. Christian's computer will finally be updated. <laughs> um, but we've got some big news. Yes. We're on Big Heads Media Network. You can find us on their website, which is bigheadmedia.com. Uh, plenty of great shows over there. Like, I think over a hundred shows. Yes, yes. Uh, but an awesome, like, network with really quality shows. Yes. So we're excited to be part of the team now. Yes, definitely go over there, head over to their shop, buy all the shirts. That's right. That's, That's a whole right. new wardrobe for you. <laughs> Uh, but we're also still on dramacityproductions.com. Yes. Plenty of great shows there as well. Make sure you head over there. Yeah. Uh, that's podcast for hours. We just gave you a whole year worth of podcast. That's right. But we're also on all your favorite platforms. Yes. So make sure that you go ahead and subscribe wherever you listen to po- uh, podcasts. Um, and make sure you rate and review at the same time. Exactly. And if you want to continue to hear news from us, make sure that you follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Definitely check us out at Amazing Nerd Show. Yeah, we're your nerd hub for your latest news in nerdum. Yes. Uh, what are they listening to right now, Damon? Right now, you're listening to DJ Greg Brebner. He's on Instagram, and he's also on SoundCloud. He's got tons of great music for you to download. All right. And if you want to support the show in another way other than following us, you can, of course, go over to Public and or you can go over to ProWrestlingTees.com, and they've got a big sale right now. They started Black Friday early. So for the next week at huge discounts, head over there, pick up your favorite wrestler shirt, and pick up a, uh, some nerd merch. Yes, that's the perfect gift for this holiday season, other than Manscaped, of course. Of course. Uh, also, make sure you check out Them Guilty Aces. That was the song that you heard at the beginning of the show. Uh, they're a great rockabilly band in the Chicago land area. Um, you can hear them any like most weekends. Yeah, they, they're always playing shows, so go ahead and check them out. All right. Now that's going to do it for the show. My name's Christian. And my name's David. And that's the amazing nerd show. This nerd is going to bed. Yes, after he manscapes. <laughs> Shave your nuts, people! <laughs> <laughs>